Right, her time for us to take another step on Football America's road to Qatar. Of course, a series that we debuted here on the show last week. Sam Borden stopping by to show us his one-on-one -on -one interview with Christian Pulisic. Today's interview subject, very much, Herc, a man of the moment, none other than Matt Turner. So without further ado, let's listen in. Here's Sam Borden and Matt Turner, one-on-one. -on -one. Going through my journey is a really long story. Even as a professional, it's sort of been... Uh, it's sort of been this wild roller coaster. Do you think you could just sort of take us back to the beginning and like, how, how did you get involved in soccer? How old were you? What, what happened? I played youth soccer when I was really little and then I switched out of it. You know, I wanted to be a goalkeeper. My coach wouldn't put me in goal, so I quit and started playing football, basketball, and baseball. What ignited me to start really taking soccer seriously was the World Cup in 2010. Um, Landon Donovan's goal, just the, the whole World Cup in South Africa was an incredible World Cup and it really just sparked this passion inside of me to, to try to get better and to try to um, be the best I could be at this sport because there's nothing else like it in the world. How old were you at that, at that point? And like, I mean, it wasn't like you all of a sudden could be like, oh, I'm gonna go do soccer again. Like what happened? I was 16 at the time and when I had gone to, so in North Jersey, I'd gone to a new high school called St. Joseph Regional High School and um, I'd really gone to play baseball. I decided to join soccer again just to meet some new people and sort of integrate myself and stay in shape for basketball and baseball. And uh, ended up meeting some really great guys that I enjoyed being around. And then after my sophomore year was when that World Cup sort of happened. And, and like I said, it just made me want to try to get better at the sport. And me and my friends that were on my soccer team who are still my best friends to this day, uh, you know, we would go down to the field every single day in the summer. Once that World Cup, those games ended, we would go to the field and we'd try to recreate things that happened in the World Cup. And uh, it was just so much fun. And I, I had so much fun learning and loving the sport. And I'm so grateful I made those decisions that I did. So at that age, though, I mean, like, Yunus Musa, I mean, he was a professional at that point. Uh, you know, Ricardo Pepe was, he had just turned pro at 16. Like, in your mind, did you imagine this could go somewhere? Absolutely not. No, I'd be lying if I told you right then and there I thought that I would be able to be a professional. I, I, all I really cared about was my high school team and doing well for them and, and just playing for something in that sense. And um, my high school team wasn't very good and that allowed me to get a lot of exposure to different types of shots. And a friend of mine joked with me back then and he said, oh, you could definitely play in MLS. And I just sort of laughed it off. And it wasn't on my radar, even as I was going ahead to Fairfield University, I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm going here for the opportunity to play professionally. And then at Fairfield, I mean, you also think like your career's over at least once, right? I mean, yeah. take us through sort of that moment where you think, all right, I'm soccer, I'm done with it. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot going on in my personal life um, from working really hard as a freshman and then, you know, getting the, the program bringing in another goalkeeper on, on a full ride who was younger than me, uh, earning the opportunity to play, my grandmother passing away, and then all that stuff happening where I really messed up and uh, with my one opportunity that season. It was hard for me to take. It was hard for me to deal with all that adversity. The easiest thing for me to do was just walk away from it all. Those same guys that we talked about who we used to just mess around because we loved the game, you know, sort of talked me into staying at Fairfield because I was around people that I really enjoyed being around. And... Uh, that led me to, to obviously achieve great things, and, and I'm so glad I made that decision as well. You mentioned the, the mis, you know, high-profile mistake. I have to ask, I mean, you're now, you've obviously achieved such great things. You're, you're sitting here you know, playing for the U.S. How often do you think about that moment still? Is it one of those things that's kind of like, 
I'm never going to forget it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that you're never ever going to forget. It's it's uh, it's actually sort of a define career definer in a way, right? Like bad things happen as a goalkeeper, and you just have to sort of get on with it. You could do so many great things, but like that one mistake is what people will judge you on forever. If you know, so. Uh, you live on that fence, right? You fall one way, you're the hero. You fall the other way, you're the villain. You know, it's there's no there's no in between. Yeah, I'm sure in that moment too, the idea that you'd be sitting here now, you know, getting ready to play World Cup qualifiers probably seemed like you know even more unbelievable. For sure, for sure. I mean, yeah, that that moment, um, I didn't. I, I sort of landed in a spot where I didn't want to let it define me. And I, I would gotten to this phase where I was reading things, people were writing about me and they weren't very nice. And so I, I just checked all that out. And I was like, these people don't know who I am. They don't know what I'm capable of. They have no idea what it's like to be me. So um, how can they judge what I can and cannot do? I was a 19 year old kid. The summer with the Gold Cup, I mean, it was almost like otherworldly at points. I mean, what did it feel like for you to go through a run like that, have that kind of success, you know, on this stage, what did it feel like to experience all of that? It was wild, you know, it was a good group of guys. We had, you know, a lot of American-based, uh, you know, Americans playing on that team. And, uh, you know, we just had one goal in mind and that was to get to the final and to win. And it was my first real taste of CONCACAF. It was my first real taste of what it meant to play um, in a competitive tournament in front of these U.S. fans who are very, very passionate and very loud and vocal, um, especially in the stands. and. It was great to be able to put together good performances. It was just really magical, and, and that's something I'll look back on for the rest of my life, but it was it was just a magical experience. That save against uh, Mexico with Funes Mori. What do you remember from that moment, from that save? That moment, that save was so important for me to settle into the game, because I was nervous. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I was definitely nervous for that game, and uh, you know, in the first, second minute of the game, I get a ball played back to me. I take a heavy touch and Funes Mori takes it off me and dives in the box and everyone's going crazy. And I was a little, I was a little shaken up by it, you know? And so to be able to make that save, I saw the, as I'm coming across, he heads the ball. I saw it pretty late, but I was able to keep my feet under me and, and cover all the way through the post and, and knock it out for another corner kick. And um, I think you see the smile on my face when I get up. Uh, it was really just like, a, okay, we're here now and uh, I've settled into the game and, and it's going to be tough to beat me now. How would you describe what it's been like in this sort of competition that you guys, I mean, there's a lot of good goalkeepers from the U.S. There's a history of good goalkeepers um, from the U.S. What's the dynamic like among you and the other goalkeepers that are also trying to get this job? Yeah, it's, it's been great, honestly. Like, to, to everyone's credit, we have a really good group of goalkeepers that um, that know each other on and off the field and, and have a great, great relationship, very supportive. It creates like this really positive training environment when we're here together. We all have the same goals in mind. And I think we'll all respect the decisions that the coaches make, whatever it is, and we'll do those roles to the best of our ability. And I think that that's because we have a, a, a great respect for one another. Do you? feel like you're on the path to being, I mean, I've read in the past that you said, oh, I just want to be in Qatar. I want to be at the World Cup in any capacity. But, yeah. you know, you're on the path now to being a starter there, right? I mean, if you keep going the way you've been going, do you feel as though you're, you know, moving in that direction? Do you feel like it's it's within your grasp? If I didn't, if I wasn't working towards that, if I didn't feel like it was within my grasp, I wouldn't be a professional soccer player in general. Of course, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to try to win that job and I'm going to try to you know, be the best I can be, but, you know, understanding, like having that respect that it might not be, it might not be me. And so then what does my role become? How can I, 
uh, insert myself into this roster, be a part of this team that gets the U.S. back to the World Cup, even if it's not as a number one, whether it's a two or three, like how can I do those roles to the best of my ability to, you know, to just be a part of it all and to be a player from being a fan now is, is kind of this great full circle moment. So to be involved in, like I said, in any capacity, and I really do mean that, uh, it's truly just, I'm so grateful for it and, and it's an honor. What you've been through though, what would it mean to have that opportunity? Yeah, it, 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 would be, it would be incredible. Honestly, it would be incredible. The World Cup is where I fell in love with soccer. 12 years later to, to think about, you know, I have such vivid memories of that 2010 World Cup. So then to fast forward 12 years, to if I had the opportunity to be on that field when the when the whistle blew, uh, it would be it would be something you know out of a children's storybook for sure. <laughs> Great job again to our good friend Sam Borden and that interview, of course, uh, conducted last year in the time since we know Matt Turner has been linked to Arsenal. No further news on that, although Arsenal did ship one of their under twenty three goalies out on loan, so maybe making some room there. Burn Leno also getting more and more links in the Bundesliga. So a move could be um, on the cards there for Matt Turner, as we talked about on the last edition of Football Americas. Herc, your big takeaway from the interview there? Well, he spoke about the 2010 World Cup motivating him to want to be a professional athlete. I, I got chills. That that's my World Cup. And then I'm, it brought me back to the 2002 World Cup where I'm watching Landon Donovan, Demarcus Beasley on the screen play against Mexico. And I'm like, these guys are my age. I want to be hmm. there. And it inspired me. And then I immediately thought, man, this is a bummer because the 2018 missed World Cup, mm. how many potential kids would have been watching Christian Pulisic, would have been watching the likes of Clint Dempsey and would have been inspired as well? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great shout. Um, the one thing is, you know, like 10 years ago, if you guys would have missed the World Cup, there would have been no soccer on TV. Uh, the kids here still had plenty of soccer yeah. on TV. And so I think... Uh, that's maybe a slight sign of how, how things have changed. One of the other big takeaways for me is his pathway. I mean, you, you heard it there. It's kind of the great part of his story, right? Starting late. Let's not lose sight. He played lower league soccer, right? Yeah. He played for Richmond Kickers. That's third tier. He played in the PDL. That's fourth tier. Imagine if a guy could go from PDL to the Premier League. Uh, what a story. What a career trajectory that would be um, for Matt Turner.